You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. We're talking about how to stop negative self-talk in recovery. Joined again by Haven Jobeck, recovery coach. How you doing, Haven? I'm good. I'm good to be here. I was very excited when this topic came up, and I look forward to sharing my experience on how to stop negative self-talk. Always great speaking with you. Love your recovery. Love your approach and how you deal with things. You know, I'm excited about this episode, too, because negative self-talk is like a virus haven. You, you know, like you know it when you see it. It starts with a couple of thoughts here and there, and then it ends up spiraling out of control And all you're doing is thinking these negative thoughts. So we want to dive into this today, maybe be of service to everybody and kind of unpack this a little bit. How do you stop this, Haven? Like if you find yourself thinking you're the worst case scenario person and everything starts to become negative. I know I've been there in my recovery. How do you put the brakes on this? Well, it's kind of counterintuitive. Uh, The biggest way to put the brakes on it is by leaning into it. And really pulling out, like, what are these negative messages that I'm hearing and and writing them down? And so paying more attention to what am I saying to myself, you know, and who told me that? Is this a childhood message? Is this something that society has said? So anytime I hear like supposed to in my talk, that's typically not my own belief system. It's something that somebody else told me I was supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to be thinner or my house is supposed to be cleaner. You know, I'm supposed to be nicer. Um, who told that? Like, why am I living up to someone else's ideal and then failing? And so by leaning into like, not only where did that message come from, but what are the exact messages are the first and only way to stop negative self-talk. I love that. You know, these non-examined thoughts that we hold to be truths. I love that you said this whole like, you know, I shouldn't do this. I need to be this. I needed this dialogue of who that we think that we are. I think really that's at the key, right? Like so much of that is not self-examined. We just kind of accept it as if it's truth. Right. And I love how you started out the segment, you know, so let's ask like, why stop self-talk? Like, let's forget about how, but like, why do we want to? And the the reason is because it's really one of the first signs that we're going to relapse when we start having just this like, woe is me. Like I'm a big piece of garbage. You know, I can't make anybody happy. I'm never going to be good enough. And we start feeling that way. It's really hard to do self-affirming actions in our life. It's hard to get up in the morning. It's hard to go exercise you know, it is hard to uh, to live our best life when we don't think we're worth it. And so that's the why, right? And so then the how is um, by examining what these messages are. And again, that power of three, for every one negative thought, come up with three intentional thoughts that um, are positive, you know? And so we're not responsible for that negative thought. When I walk across the mirror and I go, oh, I'm getting fat. You know, I'm not responsible for that first negative thought, but I am responsible for what I'm going to do with it. And so I take a step back in front of the mirror and I said, no, that's not how I talk to me. And I go, "Okay, my eyes are nice and blue. You know, my skin tone is glowing and I've got uh, like beautiful brown hair, you know, and I pull myself back and I make it very intentional to uh, to heal that negative self-talk. Yeah, you know, it's we were talking about this before the show, Haven, that. You know, what makes it different for people that suffer from addiction 
is that the ramification of certain things that we do in our life, they're bigger, right? They're bigger. Like, so for example, I can't just take one drink. Somebody could maybe take a drink or two and maybe they'll have a hangover and then their life goes on. For me, it's a really bad scenario, right? And I think the same thing with self-talk. Now, it's not as black and white. I sometimes will get sucked in. You know, the other day, I, I was, I, I realized this about myself. It's like, everything I'm thinking about is negative. Like every light I'm missing, every, it's like so negative, right? All the time. And I kind of put the brakes on it, but it's dangerous, isn't it? For people that are in recovery, because it's so easily can spiral out of control. And I've seen this with people. They've gone from negative self-talk to self-hatred to drinking again. Well, and that's what I was saying. Like, it really is a prelapse. You know, when we start getting into that negative self-talk, it's really hard to do the next indicated thing that's good for our sobriety or that's good for our diet or that's good, you know, for our our health, for our self-esteem. I think of the fourth step that's uh, pretty traditional in most 12-step programs, you know, where we do the searching and fearless moral inventory. And people have so much fear of it because they're drudging up things that will make them think critically of themselves. And then they get stuck there and they don't do the fourth step in a uh, quick enough manner. So they are just trapped in these negative, uh, negative self-talk of, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I put myself in that position and we just spiral. And so it's so important that we don't allow the negative chatter to be our norm, that we, we intentionally find like three positive things for every negative thing. And if you are having a hard time finding something positive, like reach out to your support group because there are people that are going to say like, gosh, you're always so punctual, you know, or you're such a good listener. You always have something nice to say. And I might not be able to generate a positive thing about me, but the people around me can definitely like help lift me up if I don't know how to do it myself. Mm, I love that. You know, I think one of the more powerful things that I've gotten in my recovery haven, and I know you and I have had a lot of discussions about breakthroughs that we've had. One of it was, is to start examining my thoughts that I'm having and start to ask these different questions, right? Like, you know, one of my favorite questions is what's really going on here? Because if I find myself keep getting sucked into this negative, like everything's bad. And I, you know, look, I'm not one of these people who are perfect with this. I'm better than I was. But man, I'll have times where I'm just going to admit, hey, but I don't know if you go through this, but like I have times where it's just like, it's hard to see the upside on things and it's easy to get sucked in, but just examining those thoughts and, you know, asking these questions that you're talking about, like, what's really going on here? Why am I, why do I feel that everything's negative when all the empirical data is not everything is negative? Well, and the thing is, too, is that my negative self-talk has become so indoctrined, like it's a part of my DNA. And so sometimes I don't even notice that it's happening. And so when I am being like negative or critical of every driver on the road, or all of a sudden my husband can't do anything right, I'll go, oh, you know, I am being negative. And then I can go, how am I talking to myself? You know, and as a recovering addict, I get to take a few steps back and go, what happened? that made me feel out of control for me to start having this negative self-talk or this (laughs) negative talk to other people, you know, because typically if I'm being critical of myself, I'm being critical of others too. And so again, you know, it's like, I want to be harmonious with the world because I, that keeps me at equilibrium. When I'm out of um, homeostasis, I am going to 
want to fix that. And typically that takes, you know, flour, sugar or alcohol, you know, where I want to get back into feeling good. And as an alcoholic, like I like feeling good. And so instead of letting myself get into a relapse, once I notice the prelapse, I need to use that positive um, affirmation. And again, three to one, every negative thought I notice, um, I need to say three intentional positive things about me. And it takes work, but the outcome is just, it's a glorious recovered life. I, you know what? I love that. I love that approach that you have because it's easy to execute because in the midst of it, it's hard for me. Sometimes it's hard to stop myself, but having those three things, I think is really good. You know, um, I know one of the things that was big in my recovery is Byron Katie, you know, who's, who's a big self-improvement coach always talks about like, you know, who's in sobriety talks about like, how do I know that this is true? Right. And I want to talk about the relapse and the prelapse that you were talking about. As an interventionist, Haven, I know that you're coming onto the scene of things that, you know, aren't always optimal. And there are some negative things in the world. And, I, and the first thing I hear when I talk about having like a good attitude and stopping the negative self-talk is people saying, well, you know, I'm just not that person, Damon. Like, you know, I'm a realist. Not everything is good. And it's not denial, right? Because I, I think. I think that's where people get hung up on this haven, especially people who get sucked up into this is like, it's not denial. You're not denying. It's like, oh, I was just in a car crash. That's, that's not a positive. Like, I don't like that, but it's this constant having to feel good all the time. Like you're not going to feel good all the time in recovery. In my, in my opinion, you know, that's the thing, right? When I'm walking across the mirror, like my thighs might be big. You know, but why am I focusing on that? You know, why did I let my eyes get trained onto my bigger thighs when I have three beautiful attributes about the way that I look? And so part of disordered thinking, right, is that we are focusing on the negative parts of our life and that has been trained in us. And so what that means then is that we can retrain ourselves to see the positive. Traffic is always going to suck, like, and it's always going to be there. But instead of focusing on the traffic, we focus on not getting a speeding ticket. Like, and how wonderful is that, you know? <laughs> and so it's just, it's retraining our brain to focus on the positive. It's not denial, you know? And it's not even um, negating the negative. It's just retraining our eyes and retraining our brains to see the positive. Because when we see the positive, then we're in like homeostasis with the world and we don't have a um, big uh, counterbalance that we need to make ourselves happy again. I love that because, you know, the positive, that's a great, you know, I never really thought about it that way, but you know, what I'm seeing in, in a lot of recovery now, which is exciting is you have kind of some of the new thought movement kind of creeping in and meshing with some of the 12 steps, you know, using some of this, because I know when I first got sober, you know, it was kind of expected and the culture was kind of grim. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be honest. It was kind of like I a downer. Right. And now you see pictures of people in recovery, like happy, and it's not really packaged like that. And it's not that people were struggling any less now than they were when I got in. It's just that people's mindset is that like what sobriety means is more positive. And I see this a lot taking place is like when people come in to this path, and I know you work with a lot of people who are just starting out recovery, they're trying to get in. And immediately they come in with this mindset, this negative self-talk is sobriety sucks. It's not going to be my my life is over. Uh, 
I'm never going to have a really good life. I mean, I told myself I would never be able to go to a business meeting or have a business ever when I got, you know, that so was not even the case. Wow. And that, where did that disordered thinking come from? You know, and how long did it take you into your sobriety to say, you know, maybe this message isn't right. And so leaning into the negative thoughts and really putting them on paper, it's uncomfortable because it's been a subliminal message for so long. And I don't know who told us that we weren't allowed to have fun in sobriety or that the fun was over when the reality was the fun was over long before we got sober. Um, but refocusing on how can I have a good day today? You know, what can I do to like myself? What can I do to enjoy the way that I look? What can I do to have fun in traffic? You know, um, intentional, positive um, affirmations, intentional, positive thoughts. Uh, they are within our power and it takes time. But again, the payout is so much bigger than the effort that we put in. And it's really a Absolutely. beautiful life. So Haven, you know, wrap this up here. I want to talk because people are going to talk about time. How long does this take, right? Like I know for me, there's some patterns decades later that I'm still breaking. There's some go-tos that I have where I would automatically go. But I've broken, I would say, 95% of negative self-talk. I've, I've really broken it. Like my go-to actually is not negative most of the time. And that was a huge shift for me. How long does this take for people to really start to see a breakthrough here? I think to start, it takes some intentional time because it's hard to identify what the actual negative self-talk is. And then it takes time to come up with like the three positive statements. And so if you do a practice, you know, like three times a day, five times a day, you identify what a negative thought was and then three positive things that you can say to yourself next time it comes up. So what, we're talking like 20 minutes and then pretty soon it becomes second nature. Like I said, the second I saw that I wasn't being nice to myself in the mirror, I took a step backwards and I said three nice things to myself. The first time I had to do that, it took about five minutes for me to come up with three nice things. But now it's instantaneous. You know, it's a muscle that got bigger and stronger. And it's it's what I can flex immediately instead of having to take a long time for it. And again, utilize the people around you. People are dying to say nice things. You know, give them the window, the opportunity to say something nice about you. Just ask them. And so it's it's a beautiful recovered life. I love that. I love that. You know what? I'm going to challenge people, Haven, that if they're listening to this episode or they're watching this on YouTube, to actually put three nice things about themselves in the comments. So we're going to read them and we are going to comment back. Haven Joe Beck, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Damon. Sometimes addiction recovery can be a lonely battle, but you don't have to fight it alone. At Recovered Life, we're dedicated to helping you live your best recovered life. And that's why we're inviting you to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Every week, we carefully curate exclusive content from leading minds in addiction recovery, mental health, and all things important to the recovery lifestyle. Stay in the know with the latest news about addiction and get exclusive invitations to specially recovery-focused events and explore insights tailored to support recovery from alcoholism, drug addiction, codependency, disordered eating, dysfunctional family dynamics, gambling, and so much more. With our newsletter, each week becomes an opportunity for growth, healing, and taking a step closer to the life you deserve. Take your first step towards a brighter future today. Go to recoveredlife.us and subscribe for free. Sign up now at recoveredlife.us. Dot us.